0: thing i want to incorporate is that things are are changing right and cash buyers are still buying but their appetite isn't the same so what do you need to do you need to adapt okay and you need to learn how to sell to retail buyers direct without taking on risk without taking on too much burden right without spending a ton of money on marketing without a return right you need to be able to get maximum return for the minimum investment, and that's the strategy that I am going to teach you today. This is game-changing information guaranteed to raise your real estate wholesaling business with actionable steps you can take immediately to navigate the ins and outs of wholesaling and start making money today. Join us as we put our guests in the hot seat and dive deep to dissect their strategies for success to enable you to duplicate their results. You're listening to Wholesaling Inc. The only show dedicated to making you a fortune in wholesaling. This is Todd Toback and welcome to the Wholesaling Inc. Podcast. So I am so pumped for today's show because I haven't talked much about this. And right now, uh, you know, we haven't had something groundbreaking in our industry in uh, a very, very long time. i we're be talking a lot more about this because I'm seeing some changes in the market. And when you adapt, you are going to win. You're gonna win, okay? What do I mean by things are changing in the market? Well, you're starting to see cash buyers, their appetite go down. And what I mean by appetite means that they are less of them. They are paying less than they were before. They're backing out of deals. They're renegotiating or they're not buying at all right because if you buy a property and values are going to go down you're taking on a lot more risk. So if you're in the business of wholesaling properties to these people, you better adapt or you're going to die. Now let me tell you something right now. The time is now. What do I mean by that? Okay? This is your time because what happens when there's change is that a lot of people they don't adapt and they do things like they were doing and all of a sudden they're like uh, and they panic, and then they go out of business, right? They, they worry, they freeze, they don't spend money on marketing or invest in their marketing, or they're not cold calling, and then they do nothing, right? They, they do nothing. And then all of a sudden, their business is not bringing in revenue and they go out of business. <laughs> so, because you listen to this podcast, you're a real business owner or you're hungry and you wanna be, that's not you. So all of a sudden, I don't know if you remember the movie Forest, come. But um, by the way, we're making more money than ever. But a Forrest Gump, there's a scene in this movie where uh, Forrest Gump is fishing and, for shrimp, and he gets no shrimp right He's out there and he goes again, and I think he, you know he gets a, a tire or some kind of like buoy and some bunch of garbage and a boot or something like that, and it happens a couple of times, and all of a sudden there's this big storm it's raining, and it's nothing. and you see Lieutenant Dan, who's got no legs on there, on the top of his boat screaming at God to um, try to uh to kill him. <laughs> And the crazy thing is, is that, that that storm, Forrest Gump's boat was the only boat that was out in the storm. And all the boats that were kind of safe in the harbor, they actually got destroyed. And so there were no more fishing boats left. And all of a sudden, Forrest Gump went out and his net was full of shrimp. He was the only uh, shrimp fisherman in town. And that's how Bubblegum Shrimp was launched, right? And he became a you know, multimillionaire business and sold it. And so the crazy thing about that is I think we're a little bit in that in this market. I'm going to give you a strategy that we're using right now. It's super easy, super simple. It's a way to adapt for the market. And if you do this, you're going to make more money than ever. And part of me is thinking, why didn't I do this before? (laughs) But the thing I want to incorporate is that things are, are changing, right? And cash buyers are still buying, but their appetite isn't the same. So what do you need to do? You need to adapt. Okay. And you need to learn how to sell to retail buyers direct without taking on risk, without taking on too much burden, right? Without spending a ton of money on marketing without a return, right? You need to be able to get maximum return for the minimum investment. And that's the strategy that I am going to teach you today. It's not theory. It's not guessing. I am actually doing this in the market and I've done it for years. I just haven't talked about it. So let me talk about something that we call in our organization direct to retail. What does that mean? It means that we get a property under contract and we sell it directly to a retail buyer. What is a retail buyer? A retail buyer is someone who is going to probably get a loan for the property and either live, it, live in it or use it as a vacation rental, or maybe they're gonna be a landlord, but they're gonna pay closer to retail price. Now, in the past, we have not sold to these people because they used to have to get a loan to get the property, and there was an approval process, and that took time, right? And also, selling to cash buyers Direct, you didn't have to deal with any kind of seasoning requirements. What is seasoning requirements? It means that usually a lender will not let you wholesale a property to a cash buyer unless it's a hard money lender or a private money lender. So working with traditional banks has prevented us from wholesaling properties until now. Okay. So let me tell you a little bit about the direct to retail strategy, which I'm so pumped up about. I'm going to give you a real retail deal that's happening right now in our business. Again, this isn't theory. So we've got a condo in Florida. Right now, it's worth about $250,000 all fixed up, right? Perfect comparable. And it's a condo on the water. Looks good in great condition. And it's a little lived in, this 250 comp, but, but it's, it's, it's pretty nice, right? And that's, the, that's the, the height of the market. So we call the sellers, they inherited the property, and we start negotiating $100,000 for this condo. And they won't go down to 100. We go up to 110, won't come down. Lowest that they're gonna go basically is $165,000. So a condo worth two uh, two fifty all fixed up. They said their best price is one hundred and sixty five thousand dollars. Now because of where the market is, right? If we got that property, it's going to be very difficult for us to wholesale this property to a rehabber. Let's say for one seventy five, one eighty five, one ninety five, because they're going to have to put thirty thousand into it to get that two fifty number. Right, so let's just say they buy it. We have it for one sixty-five. We try to sell it for one eighty-five, right? They have to put thirty thousand into it to get that two fifty number. You know, you're looking at uh, they're in it for two hundred five before they even have any closing costs, and your realtor cost. And and right now you have a a market where people are worried about a recession, right? I'm not here to say it's definitely going to happen or not going to happen, but I will tell you the real estate market is softening, right? Meaning that the buyer appetite is getting lower. So we looked at it and we said, this is a perfect deal for a direct to retail. We could not get it as low as we wanted to. We tried, but could not. Great thing about this property is that it's relatively clean. It's a little dated, but it needs a good cleaning and it needs a paint job. We had this locked up. We looked at it and I said, mm, this is not really you know low enough. The team came to me and says, what could we do? I said, let's do a direct to retail. So what are we going to do? We are going to take this property that we have it under contract and we are going to sell it directly to a retail buyer who is going to live in it. Now, this is also in a 55 plus community, again, on the water. So it is desirable, but it's going to be a smaller, you know, smaller population. But also, if we try to do a a double close, a concurrent close, the HOA, the Homeowners Association, may give us a hard time. So, especially this strategy is going to be perfect for this. We talked to our acquisition specialist and I said, Here's what I want you to do I want you to call the seller and tell them that we want a 30 day extension so that we want to do a 60 day close and tell them that we're going to clean and paint the property so that we could sell direct to our retail buyer, but it's not going to cost them anything. Now, you may be listening to this podcast and you're thinking, Todd, why would a seller give me 60 days to sell a property and they know I'm going to go in there and paint? And clean. And then they know that you're going to directly try to sell this to a retail buyer. Why wouldn't they do that themselves? Uh, It's because they're already on the phone with you in the first place. If they wanted to list with an agent, they would have. If they wanted to sell traditionally, they would have. If they wanted to do the work, they would have. They have a splinter in their brain right now that they have to get out and they want to sell this property as fast as humanly possible. Now, obviously, price is a part of that. They did come down off retail, not enough for us to wholesale this deal, but for a direct to retail, for us to sell this directly to a retail buyer, man, this is gonna be a win. They fully agreed with it, no resistance. They signed an addendum to the contract. What is an addendum? Addendum is just a change, right? So they agreed to go from 30 to 60 days and they agreed to allow us to paint, okay, the condo. Now, here's the crazy thing, is that I always recommend you've got a good agent that you work with. Our agent goes in there right now and is painting it today. As we speak, right? This thing's gonna look great, it's gonna smell great. We're not gonna do any other work. Okay, and now we're gonna stick it on the market for $209,995. So now it is by far the cheapest thing on the market in this complex. The cheapest one that have sold in the complex is around there. Needed a lot of work, but this is gonna be great, smell great, and this thing's gonna sell. We're gonna find a buyer. Once the buyer, by the way, I've done this dozens of times just like this, and I've done it hundreds of times using lease options the same exact way. And I'll do another episode on lease options here, but this right here, okay, we're going to put it on the market. We're going to get our buyer. Once we do that, okay, we are now going to put our buyer and seller together. They are going to do a new contract together with the buyer's name and the seller's name. And they're going to sign a contract for that 209 purchase price. And you're thinking, Todd, oh my gosh, they're going to see how much. You're gonna make. Okay. Yes, this is true. So before I do that, you need to anchor your seller. Okay. I'm gonna call the seller once I've got my buyer at 209. I'm gonna make sure that I've got a motivated buyer, right? So my agent is going to qualify them, gonna make sure that they talk to the agent, make sure they're hungry, make sure they've got a good down payment, is gonna talk to that mortgage company. I don't have to do any of this, by the way. None of it. I'm not going to talk to the buyer's lender. I'm not gonna talk to the buyer because I got a real estate agent who is listing this property for me. Basically, a team member that I don't have to pay until the deal is complete. And they're gonna get paid very, very, very well for this. When we get that new buyer, I'm gonna call up the seller and say, good news, Mr. Seller, I'm getting funding, okay, from my new buyer, okay? And you're gonna net exactly what I promised you, okay? So remember that 165 number that I promised you? That's the good news that you're gonna net that, okay? But just like I talked about before, Okay. The reason why I painted this, I've got my new buyer over here. I'm going to basically put you guys together, right? And there's going to be a higher price on that contract. There's a bunch of real estate commissions that need to be paid, closing costs that need to be paid. And uh, those repairs need to be paid, right? I'm going to cover all of those. Okay. I'm going to take care of all those. And I promise you that you're going to net that. So what I'm going to do here is on this cover of this new agreement, I'm going to send you, okay, I've got this special proprietary agreement that we use for direct to retail. And it tells the seller, you will net $165,000. This is a comfort document, right? And it's made specifically for this kind of deal. It says you, basically it says you will net $165,000. I'm bringing a new buyer. That purchase price is going to be higher. I'm going to cover all of the closing costs, but you will net $165,000. They sign that, they sign the new purchase agreement. We send this over to the title company. Now here's the beauty thing is that now the lender, they see the new contract between the buyer the new buyer and the old seller. And they put them together, buyer gets a loan. There's no interference with what I'm making at all. I send my special agreement with the seller and in there, there's also instructions on how we get paid. So we get the difference between that 165 and that 209. Now, of course, I've got to pay some realtor commissions, right? And there's some closing costs, actually, that the buyer pays traditionally, right? And uh, there's, you know, the repairs that I've got to handle, but I'm going to get that difference between the 165 and the 209. So let's say it was 2,500 bucks to paint. And by the way, I didn't have to paint, by the way. This is not a requirement, but on this deal, we did. We thought that it was worth the risk. And I've done these before without even ever touching these things. We're going to make, what, 32, dollars $33,000 after we pay the real estate agents, right? Seller's happy. I'm happy, buyer's happy, right? They got the lowest condo in the entire unit, freshly clean, freshly painted. Seller's happy, they got their 165. I didn't have to buy this property at all, right? I decided to invest maybe that $2,000 into painting it, but I didn't have to do that. I probably could have sold this maybe for 200, 199 without doing that, right? But I'm gonna make that money. Assume that you can do, I don't know, a dozen of these a year, right? Which by the way, you can do 50 of these a year. But assume that you could do a dozen of these a year at $33,000 a piece. Do that math. That's basically $400,000 extra in your pocket for doing nothing else than what you're already doing now, right? You just got to change a little bit of your strategy. So other sellers, excuse me, wholesalers walking away from wholesale deals, you now can come in and do these deals and make an extra 400K without any additional money in marketing. Now, if you're brand new, by the way, this strategy is for you you are actually going to have an easier time with this than someone who's already seasoned because you don't have all this mental baggage. It's a funny thing because we've got two acquisition specialists in our company who are kind of giving us some resistance. They're like, they have no idea. They won't believe that the seller would do this, right? Well, we also have someone brand new in in our company who he's the one who negotiated this. He's brand new. So he didn't have all that mental baggage and you know, the seller won't do this and why would they do this? Just call up the seller, ask, they said yes, boom, off to the races. Okay, now you might say, Todd, oh, well, this you, you haven't done this on this deal. I've done this on dozens of deals, dozens, just like this enclosing. and close them. Again, I talked to you, I've done hundreds of these on lease options. It's is exactly how I used to structure deals on lease options back in the day when I first got started. I'm going to summarize here. All right. Number one, times are changing and the cash buyer appetite is changing with it. So you better be prepared. If you're brand new and getting into this business, you need this in your strategy. And if you're already in here, uh, your competition is going to slaughter you. If you're not doing this, you can completely dominate because you're going to adapt and they're going to go out of business. You're going to make more money than ever. The time is now grab it right now. Okay. Uh, some people, by the way, call this innovation, We have some some specific paperwork that we use, right? That makes this very, very, very important and easier. And you could do it the right way. You're going to make more money. Like I said, we took a condo that we bought for 165. We're going to sell it for 209. We're going to put a little paint in there after paying the real estate commissions and closing costs. Okay, putting those two together, setting expectations with the seller, we're going to make thirty two, thirty three thousand dollars dollars Okay, to summarize, the seller will do this, okay? The seller will do it. Don't have the mental baggage. Don't say, what if the seller finds out you're making money and what if they want to do it themselves? Uh, they could, but the majority won't, right? You're only looking for the people who want your help. A majority will say yes, okay? Very, very, very important. And you're gonna make a ton of money if you do what I tell you, and I really hope you crush it. I will talk to you on the next episode.